0: Good morning everybody, welcome to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast, coming at you live on this lovely Tuesday morning, and we have got some special guests for you here today. We are on the road interviewing, and we are in northeast Texas in a town called Kilgore, and we are here with brother Joey Holden and his wife, sister Danielle Holden. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having
1: us.
2: It's our pleasure.
0: You are actually, you should be, by the time this is aired, you should be the first female guest on the podcast.
2: Well, look at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this will, this will probably be, um, I'm not exactly sure when it'll be aired, but I still think you probably will be. Well, so, what an honor. I don't have any trophies or awards or ribbons to give you, but <laughs> that's
1: all right. <laughs> that's disappointing, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, anyways, we are so glad to have them on the podcast, and we've been here. For a little while in Kilgore, and uh, we are so glad to be with them and get to know them better. And uh, they were they agreed to be on here with us um, to share their personal testimony. And so I'm not going to take up too much time. And uh, a lot of this I'm hearing for the first time. And Brother Zach's not with us because I'm in Texas and he's in Kentucky, so he is not with us. And uh, he's working at the moment, so it's just us three. And uh but we thank you for coming on the podcast and I guess we're 2 minutes in we'll just jump right into it. I don't have nothing else to say. So um personal testimony. I guess you told me we'll just start out um just I guess the best way to start out is talking about when you all first met.
1: We met in Bristol, Oklahoma. Her um uh, and I'll probably let her tell the majority of the story, but she had an uncle uh, that lived there in Oklahoma, and I, one of my best friends there in Oklahoma, I was working with him. And uh, I was a long ways away from God and had no uh, intention, no thought about uh, going to church or being in church. And uh, they, uh, a friend of mine was actually moving her in. Uh, to an apartment there at bristow and i uh, they called me needed some help with the heavy labor stuff and i had enough wisdom to wait until all the heavy stuff was done <laughs> I'm just kidding, but i got over a little late and we met and we started dating and uh, that was probably in august of 03 i would say and uh in about Thirteen months later, we was married, but I'll let her, uh, if she wants to fill any any details right there.
2: Um, well, I had been born and raised in Texas, and I was actually going to school at the University of Texas at Austin. And um, I was wanting to reconnect with one of my uncles that actually lived there in Bristow. Um, my birth mom committed suicide when I was 10. Um, she had attempted suicide several times whenever I was younger. Um, I remember going to the psych hospitals and all of those sorts of things as a young lady, um, young girl rather. And, um, my uncle, um, I had just kind of started to reconnect because after she passed, we really lost connection with a lot of that family because I really think it was painful for them to be around us. Um, cause we were a reminder of, of my mom. And um, so I wanted to reconnect with them, and I started that process, and they have a daughter that um, is right at my age but is physically handicapped. And so I moved up there to kind of help them a little bit, but then really just the basis of it was to reconnect with, with them. And so that's how I ended up at a little town called Bristow. Um, and we met, and really the rest is history concerning that. It was kind of a, I don't know, we were together at, it, you know, from that day forward. <laughs>
0: I hadn't been to Bristow in years, and I went this past summer, and they've got a Walmart. And so I thought that was a metropolis compared to <laughs> my hometown at the moment. We have like a McDonald's Subway, Godfather's, a few little mom-and-pop places, but absolutely no Walmart. Oh, brother.
1: Yeah, They have a Walmart Supercenter <laughs> so, now, but yeah. when we got together, they had a Walmart the size of this office right here. Mm.
2: <laughs> it was a little bigger than that, but I was raised at somewhere even smaller than where you're talking about. I was raised at a little town called Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas. Wow, Possum Kingdom Lake. It's, and it's prettier. Beautiful.
0: It's prettier than it sounds. <laughs> That'd be a Good Holiness Church. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go down over to Possum Holiness Church. Sounds
2: like it should be in Virginia or Kentucky, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but yes, funny. that's how I got to to Bristow, and that's that's where we met. So wow. Well. Both were long way away from God. Of course, I was raised in Catholicism, so um, when he—we had dated for a while, and <laughs> he, he decided that he was going to take me to meet one of his aunts and uncles, and of course it was Brother, brother Mike Holden, um, who was at the time pastoring in western Oklahoma, and um I, have, I, I don't even want to think what they thought when they saw me because here I stroll up and I'd never heard anything about holiness. I didn't we, even go to uh, high school with a girl with long hair and a skirt. So, I mean, it was totally, I was oblivious.
1: I was raised obviously with holding last name. My grandparents were holiness people and uh, just great people. My grandfather died when I was eight years old, preaching the gospel. And uh, But my mom and dad got a divorce, and so that's kind of the, you know, I was kind of raised in a mixed uh, situation. And uh, so I hadn't been to church, you know, went to, you know, I don't really want to get into this. I mean, it's time-consuming. People know it, but I went into the Marine Corps, and, and just it had been a long time since I'd been to any kind of a church service. But uh, my Uncle Mike and Aunt Sherry had a big part in raising me in my teenage years when uh, my mom and dad got divorced. And so I knew we was talking about getting married, and uh, I knew that they would want to know, and it just so happened that it was a Bristow camp meeting going on. And at that time, uh, Brother Leon Farley, which was my Uncle Mike's uh, father-in-law, had a big part in Bristow, and so they was always there working. So we decided we was going to go out there, me and one of my good friends and our girlfriends at the time, And, uh, I mean, you couldn't put a more stereotypical, you know, bad boy rebellious nature than to drive up in a couple of motorcycles, which is what we did. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the funny aspect of that, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but the funny aspect of that is that um, that night, I I believe it was a Thursday night, but I'm not not real – it definitely was not Monday night. Brother Shoecraft was preaching and i remember brother Shoecraft when i was younger going to a youth camp that he preached and he was a none of his children were born so i knew them from there but outside of that i had never really been around him but he come all the way to the back where we was at he's preaching to the lost and he was really reaching and he man he got about i would say 10 foot away from us 15 foot max and was pointing his finger at us and you know i mean he's really you know you need to be saved and uh, Obviously, the anointing was on him, and the sad aspect of that is I never thought about. I mean, I was not under conviction, and that that's a very troubling, um, you know, thing for me to think about. But the the funny aspect of that is here's this Catholic girl that had a little bit of Baptist, you know, knowledge to a certain degree, but mostly Catholic. Um, it terrified her i was I mean. so
2: scared it was awful i was literally shaking it was terrible i was pretty sure that brother shugraph was the meanest person alive at that moment because you know catholic preachers they don't raise their voice like you know it's all very you know calm and collective and you know
1: organ playing in the background yes and
2: then you hear Wah! you know and i'm like oh can
1: you do that again i don't know Sorry, I don't want to recreate that moment. <laughs> and uh, see, so fast forward there, and we got married there um, in the town that she graduated high school, Graham, Texas, where my in-laws still live just outside of uh, Texas. And great people just know church background, just know of anything that I was – even though, like I said, you a know, uh, very different situation with my parents divorcing – when I was a teenager out of the Holiness Movement. And that day, that was unheard of. You know, I wish we could still say the same. But uh, it was definitely different backgrounds because I knew um, a little, at least a little bit more than she did. I, I knew that my grandparents were the goods. I knew they had the real uh, the real McCoy, if I can use that vernacular. But uh, we got married, my grandma come, and it had to have been, uh, you know, one of the most shocking things because it was a— uh, I'm going to embarrass my wife, but it was a cultural deal in both ways. The church aspect, and because uh, – I mean, statistics show parents get a divorce. Uh, you're never as financially secure in that kind of environment. And so there was a big financial gap in between, uh, in between our two different families as well. And so that was a, I didn't find this out till years later, that her dad was, you know, set her down the night before you want to tell that part?
2: Well, I mean, you have to, my parents, I don't, I mean, my uh, my mom, my stepmom would have seen some people that looked more like a holiness folks, but my dad, I don't know that he'd ever really been around anything like that. And that was the first time that he ever met any of, of Joe's family. And so they all come in for the wedding and for the rehearsal and he sees all of this and he sat me down that night after the rehearsal dinner and he said, he said, now, baby, you know, it's not too late. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "What? you know, what are you talking about? And he said, does he expect you to be like them? (laughs) And I know in that moment, all he saw was, was the hair and the skirts you know yeah. and um because it was just so different i was raised at the lake i mean and all of the stuff that that entails and um so i know that he was he was scared because he just didn't know he didn't know what it was about the same and,
0: looks that you get at the mall right now absolutely yeah. <laughs> well you know it's
2: like we were in new mexico at a um well, I guess we were there for a birthday party, um, for my grandy's birthday party, and a guy came up to my, our daughters and I and said, are you Amish? I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I'm pretty sure that's probably what my dad thought, you know, yeah. whenever he saw it. like, what is this? Is I it a cult?"
0: My, I left my you bonnets know. in the car. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, so he was just very unsure about all of it, and quite honestly, I was too. Um, you know, I remember, and... and um, I remember whenever I found out that my sister-in-law my brother-in-law got married when she was 16, I was pretty sure holiness was a cult at that moment because I'd never heard of anybody ever getting married that young. Like, that was totally, totally unheard of, you know? And that's just the culture shock. That's just the, the yeah. difference in the cultures. So.
1: And of course, the, our daughters
2: aren't getting married at 16. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh.
1: We got married and uh, went to Cancun on our honeymoon and come back and didn't know it man i was i was still i, I was pretty rough around the edges and so i i uh, this is just a funny story but she wound up you know obviously expecting paris and uh, i come home you know obviously we're not saved and uh, she was uh watching television and i come home from hard days of work you know a day of work and sit down on the couch and i man, i'm not even paying attention to what's going on in the tell on the television and she starts crying i mean just boo hooing, just wiping tears i'm like what and i was not a very good you know compassionate man at all <laughs> i was never abusive but i just you know crying didn't happen you know and uh, what in the world was you crying? And she, there was some commercial. Do you remember that commercial? It was with puppy dogs.
2: It was puppy dogs. They were writing a, a, they were at summer camp, and they were writing a note back to their parents thanking them for the flea and tick medicine. And they were like, bow, wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow. And I just thought it was so cute. I was crying. <laughs> First sign
0: <laughs> oh bro. Uh, <laughs>
2: he was very upset. But anyway, you I need was, to fast have forward. <laughs> five
0: children. When the woman gets very, very emotional, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, honey, uh, honey, yeah.
2: yeah, I heard you may have gotten a little emotional after this last one. Oh boy, wow.
0: <laughs> moving right I along. I was shocked, uh, moving right along,
1: but uh,
0: I think the shocker of the twins was yeah, worse than true. the shocker can't of the fifth imagine. one. I
2: can't I can't imagine, yeah,
0: that's a whole story in itself, yes,
2: sir. But
1: we were <laughs> still living there in Bristow at that time, and uh, we um. I I hadn't been around my family in years. I mean, my mom was still alive at this time. I had no relationship with my dad, and so uh, I wanted to be around my brother. And they had a young family, and so we decided to move uh, to Texarkana, and that's where we was when uh, when Paris was born, and uh, just working construction, trying to fast forward this thing a little bit, but. Uh, then uh micah was born and uh it was during that time when micah was born and i was actually going to go back into the military as an officer and uh um april of 2009 my brother got saved and i could tell man something we worked together and uh, we ran different areas uh, at monka wayne's company but I could uh, I could tell something was different. You know, I knew something was going on, and uh, he finally a few days later told me he had prayed and got saved. And of course, I was happy for him. I knew uh, I knew that their family needed him to be saved, but I didn't want anything to do with it. I uh, years later, a friend of mine that got saved during that same year, Fairland was in revival, um, and uh, he told me, and this is. Uh, if I'm not careful, it'll make me cry when I think about it now because it makes me realize how far away I was. But uh, Wacey Davis made a statement and told me that I, to- I told him something that scared him to death and got him under conviction. And he said that we was talking about something. A bunch of guys were talking, and I made a statement. I never, ever see myself going back to church Thinking about that now just scares me to death. I, I can't relate to those people that that say, and I know it happens, um, that they never get away from it. Because I have to admit, for a time I got away from it, I never thought that I would ever go to church. But anyway, to, to fast forward that aspect of my life, uh, Dwayne got saved, and they, man, they started harping on me. You know how they do, man. they all on fire, yeah. and that's the way I looked at it back then is they was harping on me to go to church. And uh, finally I told them, but it was really hard because I was addicted to UFC fights. Every Friday night I spent money on high definition to watch a fight just about every Friday night that we really, quite frankly, we didn't we didn't have. Uh, I mean that's why we was living paycheck to paycheck, and uh, they man they wanted me to go, and I man I just kept pushing them off, and finally it was actually my wife who didn't want anything to do with it. But uh, actually I need to stop right here because she actually had gotten saved before we had hit a hard time in our life, and she knew if something didn't happen, um, that uh, that we wouldn't go make it. You go ahead, I mean you tell how you got saved at that at the Fellowship Bible Church and all that?
2: Well, um, we had just, I mean, we hit an incredibly rocky time. I mean, to a point where we went to a local park to let um, Paris play. That was actually before Micah was born. And he told me he was leaving me. And um, he told me he didn't care. He was getting We were going to get a divorce. He was leaving. And I begged him to stay. He told him I'd sleep on the couch. He could have the bedroom. Just don't leave. And he didn't um, leave, but I did sleep on the couch for months and um, wow. you know he, you know he was didn't tell least, me he hated me or anything. Was it at
0: least a comfy. Cap? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but it was definitely not my bed. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know it was it was hard. You know he all but told me that. I mean he didn't tell me he hated me, but he told me we weren't friends. We weren't anything, and um, pretty harsh. It it was, he was, he was was the Marine, you know, and which I had made mistakes. We had both made mistakes, not extramarital or anything like that, but just, we weren't saved. Um, We just weren't saved. But um, anyway, I knew that things were were awful and I was shopping at the grocery store and saw a flyer for a Bible study, a ladies' Bible study at a church. And um, I went and I uh, started praying And I I knew that God had started doing a work in my life. And um, I started going there faithfully. And it made him mad. Oh, it made him mad. To the point where we had one vehicle and we had his work truck. And on Sunday mornings, I wanted to go to church. And he said, well, you're not taking the car. And I can't drive the work truck. So I had to have somebody come pick me up because he wouldn't let me take the car. Um, And
0: uh, Did that clash with your upbringing?
2: The Fellowship Bible Church. From there... Well, it what definitely teaching was
0: versus Catholicism, and
2: for sure, of course, I you know I did all of the stuff that good little Catholic girls do. As a as a young girl, I went to all the confirmation classes, and 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 I knew all the stuff. Um, But then in my high school years, my stepmom had taken us to a a Baptist church. And so I was very confused doctrinally. This Um, fellowship uh,
1: Bible church was – she was getting more, obviously, more sound doctrine as far as Jesus Christ and the deity is concerned Mm -hmm. um, than she would have at the Catholic church. Um, But
0: it was obviously – it was more Calvinist doctrine. Even just going from Catholic to Baptist
2: Oh, I was. I didn't know such what such a
0: believe. huge difference. No, and then going from Calvinistic Baptist to Holiness, I have <laughs> you've made some quite a big jumps.
2: <laughs> I have, you know, and and um in the I, right direction. In the right direction <laughs> for sure. It's just one of those things where I had a lot to work out, you know. And I was I was pretty confused as far as um, just spiritually. I didn't know what to believe. You really, know? it's
0: a miracle.
2: It is that you oh, are who you are today
0: miracle. to go through so much, shall I say, nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I've never been in a Catholic church. Oh. I've never, Bless you know, you. I've never,
2: <laughs> I mean, I know I I've, went to us funny, funny. preachers
0: have studied and stuff yeah. about it, but I've never attended one. Yeah. I've seen, a, I can't remember, it seemed like it was a, somebody passed away that was really influential in this country. I can't remember who it was. It was some time ago, last year, year before. And I've seen a maybe. video clip of like this. Catholic mass deal, and I was like, yeah, that is not church.
2: (laughs) No. I mean, that's exactly right. We don't look at that as as the way that we have church, for sure. It's very dogmatic. It's very ritualistic.
1: Before Micah was born, her – I guess it would be her mm -hmm. step-grandpa on that side of the family, on her mother's side of the family, passed away. And so I took him down there to this church, man, I didn't know what I was getting into. we go in. It's a Catholic church, and it's—I mean, they are coming in with body and the incense, and you know, and all this you know Latin stuff going on in the background. Man, it yeah. was waking me out. As,
2: <laughs> as big as my eyes got when Brother Chewcraft was coming down that aisle, he got in the Catholic church. That so, is something. So it's definitely it was it was quite a journey, but the Lord was working on me and and helping me, and and I was definitely. Working some things out, and I am um, by nature a studier, and um, it's
1: very studious.
2: And I always, even today, um, I'll take notes during preaching. Um, and when I was going to the fellowship Bible church, I I throw
0: them away from this last week.
2: No, I got them. I got them. I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep them. It's going to be good. Uh, I'll go back and look at them some more. Um, he said this
0: wrong. This was spelled wrong. No.
2: (laughs) Oh, but the Lord just, he was really working on me and I, I knew, I knew that he needed to be saved. And, um, you know, I, of course I had. No intention of going to go into a Pentecostal holiness church, none whatsoever.
0: So, what exactly would you define that church as?
2: Uh, non-denominational, just kind of. Okay. It was definitely Baptist doctrine, but it, they didn't fall they underneath didn't the fall guise under of the Baptist the church or Southern, Southern Baptist, Baptist Convention. Or um. So, whenever all of his his brother and all of them had been telling him, you know, you got to come to camp meeting, and he he had agreed to come, and we um she.
1: He, I, I didn't want. I was going to back out. So you're talking about Fairland, yeah, I, it was Fairland Friday night camping. I was just going to back out, you know, saying oh, something come up. Well, that's a and, big crowd you could slip and I into. Well, she you. didn't know at that time. We'd never been to Fairland at that <laughs> no. time. Obviously, oh, okay. I had when I was a kid. I remember, you know, hearing Brother Don Rich and you know different ones preach at camping. But um, <laughs> she, uh, I wasn't going to go, and and she pulled out the whole you you you. You.
2: <laughs> I said, "You, you say you're a man of your word. Yeah, you you're going to go to where? church." I
1: mean, she basically <laughs> convinced me to go to church, even yeah. though she didn't want to be there in the first place.
2: Oh, I didn't because I, I, I remember the argument like it happened yesterday. Oh, we got into one of the worst arguments. It's the devil, we've the devil
1: did not want me in that service. That night.
2: And I told him, I said, "Well, I guess I got to dress like them if I'm going to go." <laughs> and oh, he got mad. He's like, "We're not going to go." I mean, it was, it was, it, it got ugly. Wow. It just, it got ugly. And I was like, no, you're a man of your word. We're going. <laughs> I was mad, oh, too. I man, didn't want to go neither. but <laughs> you ever been to
1: Fairland, we uh, we set up on the uh, from the pulpit up on the balcony on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. And, man, I didn't want
2: to be there. I was
1: mad. There's a thousand people in the building. I was mad. I, Say, so if
0: the I, devil couldn't stop you from going, he could make you so mad you oh, couldn't, exactly couldn't right. really get in the service. Oh, I was so
1: mad. We was, I was holding Micah. Paris, I think, was with her cousins. uh, My brother's got a girl and a boy that are on either side age-wise of Paris. And so uh, she was with them, if I remember correct. Mm -hmm. And we was holding Micah, and I was mad. They had a uh, skit right before Brother uh, Kevin Lloyd was preaching the camp meetings at the night services that year. And they had a skit, and my brother was in it. And here I am. There's a 1,000 people in this building. Dwayne hadn't been saved, you know, just a few months. And I'm thinking, they're just doing that because I'm here. I mean, that's how self-centered a center is, yeah. you know. And uh, best I can remember, I've talked to Brother Lloyd since then because I, I didn't pay attention to the service. I didn't know what was going on, you know. And uh, But he didn't really actually preach. He... he I don't know if Sister Kim got it, but evidently conviction was in there. And uh, brother, uh, brother Lloyd started giving a long altar call. And, I mean, one of those long altar calls, everybody was standing, and I was mad. And something in the very uh, recesses of my mind started thinking, and I'll never forget this for as long as I live, the thought come to my mind organized way, I guess, if I could put it that way. But the, the first thought that came to my mind was, this is a Friday night at Fairland Camp Meeting. They're obviously reaching for the lost. And then the next thought that came to my mind was, you know, I'm not really feeling conviction like I would as a as a child, as a, as a young person. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it, all, I mean, this happened just like that. And Brother Kevin Lloyd, in my mind stops in the middle of that platform and said, "Sir, if you're barely or if you're not hardly feeling conviction or barely feeling conviction at all, that's more reason than any to come to this altar. And right then I knew that God w- would save me. Well, wow. uh, seen Uncle Mike come out of the corner, my, my, my eye, he come around and uh put his arm around me and said let's go pray
2: he said i'll and, go if you'll
1: go uh, of all the people of all the people that could have approached me um he was the one that i would have been the most respond- responsive to
0: I'm say in your state there was probably some folks that
1: yeah yeah if it I'll, have been the wrong person that approached it you it would have drove you yeah
0: out the back door
1: but that's the sovereignty of god yeah and I, I leaned over at her, and I knew it'd be hard for her because I knew I lived with her. We were, we were married. and We was we uh, that rough time that we went through. We we was getting better as far as we'd go out on a date, you know, stuff like that. We'd get a babysitter. It I wasn't, wasn't sleeping on the couch anymore. At yeah, that it point. wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I was still me. Uh, But it was better. And and so I knew this would be hard for her. I knew that she was a Christian. I knew knew that something had changed in her life. And so I reached over, uh, wrapped my arms around her, or put my arm around her, and I said, uh, will you walk down there with me? Now, I don't understand why it was so important for me to walk down there. Because I truly believe God could have saved me right up there in the balcony. I did not have to go all the way down those stairs, all the way up front, and hit the. I didn't have to do that. I I guess I didn't have to do that, but there was something inside me that said I had to do that. And I don't know if it was just that outward uh, pushing off of the old life that I'm committed, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, she did. And I knew that would be hard for her because there was people obviously that was because she, she still had the bleach blonde hair, didn't know anything from you know nothing. Um, um,
0: so at this point, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. But you're saved at this point. So so where before he goes on, where where were you at at this moment?
2: Yeah, so, I mean it was such an uncomfortable moment, really, just because I didn't, I, you know, I, I knew I, I didn't quote unquote belong, you know, and I didn't understand um, Pentecost. at all I knew I knew what God had started doing in my life and I knew that I'd already given my heart to him I went with them because I wanted my marriage and I and and I wanted things to change um and I wanted that to come at whatever cost it needed to come and so I went with them um and it was it was incredibly hard because you know you got a thousand people looking at you and then we go down there to the altar and you know they're all yelling at him give it to God you know And, and like we do but they were all telling me the same thing, and I prayed, you know, and, and I asked God if there was anything left in there, you know, that He needed to forgive me, but wow. I was done in like five minutes. I remember, though, while he was sitting there praying, and it seemed like he prayed forever, you know, and coming from a Catholic girl, you know, yeah, prayer doesn't take that long. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'd already done my she praying through. For,
0: she
1: was just looking for the communion. <laughs>
2: not quite um but i just i remember like i remember sitting there after a while and i was like he's already forgiven you joe he's already forgiven you you know and and i i didn't understand a lot of that which that's the different background and i think people um in our movement need to be mindful of that you know that that it's not always a forty-five minute prayer. That to saves whom much a soul. is
1: given, much is required.
2: For some of us, and like myself, I mean, I was saved at that moment, but I still had a lot of baggage. And but God was identifying that baggage, and one by one, He was taking those those bags away from me. And we used that illustration when we did a couple of kids' crusades um, with my personal oh, testimony. That's
0: something I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, we did four. <laughs>
2: We did well, two at Richlands. Four, that's four and more than I've at, ever done. <laughs> one at Bond, and then one at uh, Church in Saint Augustine. Yep. Um, but <laughs> uh, anyway, it was just one of those things that you know.
1: I, I don't have the personality for that. She was a natural. I wasn't. I can't do it.
2: Hey, listen, don't don't say that, brother. You're going to be doing a kids crusade next no. summer. do you just saying that. Uh, never no, say, no, never I'll tell you. It, I can't
1: do it. <laughs> it did make me flex my muscles. I mean, stretch your muscles. I mean, I would try, but I'm just
0: naturally not funny i'm just wow. more of a serious-minded person than i does i can't help it but i was raised by a marine too well so. that's that's probably part <laughs> of it you oh. know when i got up it,
1: i was probably 45 minutes an hour and most of it was a forgiving of myself and a question man you can't do this you'll never because i got up and i didn't i didn't have the experience where the weight of the world was off of me I knew God had saved me, but the weight of the world wasn't off of me because I knew, going back to my grandparents, I knew they had the goods. Mm-hmm. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they made heaven. There was no question. I mean, I've been in their home when I felt the presence of God and didn't understand what I was feeling uh, when nobody was around. So I knew they had the and so I knew that, if I was gonna make it, I had to I had to not live like them, but I had to have the same relationship with God sure. that they had. And here I am, I sit down on this altar, people pat me on the back and I'm thankful for it, you know, we love, you know, this and that. And my bride sits down beside me and uh bleach blonde, shoulder length hair and not had never went to school with even a oneness girl that only wore skirts. And that was a daunting task uh, for me. I, I did not know
0: that we was going to make it. Well, so I think that'll be a good place to to pause and pick up yes, on the next episode. But I've enjoyed it. Yes, I've enjoyed sir. it. We have. I love days. these interviews because I get to learn. <laughs> you know, I get to learn some things that you know you don't know, mm-hmm. and so it, it is nice to to hear things like that. So I've enjoyed it. But anyways, we are going to take off on this first episode on the two peas on a pod podcast for the joey and his wife sister danielle and uh, they're going to be back with us on our second part of this interview episode and uh, we'll see what they have to say for the rest of their story we hope you've enjoyed it and stay tuned next tuesday for part number two and we'll see you later I've run The Lord says to me My child well done There will be no regrets for me